All right, another Rags Riches Secrets. Today, we're going to talk about fear, how to deal with it in business and use it to fuel building your wealth. Now, this is a subject like everybody's afraid, okay? So number one, fear, fear doesn't go away. You just got to learn how to dance with it. And as soon as you learn how to dance with it, then you can start using it as the actual fuel and catalyst that will allow you to actually start gaining some momentum and to move your business forward. So I'm going to take down, I'm going to break down some tools that you can literally just take, put into place, use these tools to start growing it. So just know up front, fear doesn't go away. You just got to learn to dance with it. Okay. The value in fear, fear actually triggers urgency. Like sometimes we find ourselves in a state of complacent, but the real breakthroughs or where things really get done in life is when you discover how to find some fire that gets you motivated to take massive action. Tony Robbins talks about that. He's like, pick a direction that you want to go in and then he's, you got to figure out how to start taking massive action because massive action is what's going to cause you to do a thing. Like, it's, it, like as crazy as it is, it just creates urgency. It causes a hormone to trigger in your body where you're like, boom, adrenaline. Let's take a move. Let's move out. So now you've got to say, okay, now how do I, how do I take and deal with or control dealing with fear? Like, how do you not get paralyzed? Like, you don't want, nobody wants to walk around afraid because the big thing is, is like, when I'm in a state of fear, I might not actually know how or what I should do. And part of this comes down to conditioning, conditioning yourself to be able to cope in the face of that. For example, if you've got a police officer, you'll see that they'll take a police officer and they will do the practice. This is how you pull a gun out. This is how you, uh, you pull it out of the holster. This is how you shoot it. And they will do repetitive actions over and over and over and over again, because the main thing is, is that you are programming your body to generate a response that you actually don't have to think about. You're trying to weave it into your subconscious mind. Like if you think about playing a piano, like if you were to sit down and somebody was to hand you a brand new sheet of paper that you've never seen, there's a few gifted people on the planet that could probably just play it right up front, okay? But on the whole, most of us have got to be able to practice it. And what we're doing is, is we're weaving it into our subconscious mind so that when we sit down to do the thing, this response mechanism takes place through habit that causes the fingers to play out chords and, and, and like they're supposed to. Does that make sense? And so you've got to figure out how to weave this into habit. Therefore, you can cope with the situation. So I've got three tools that will allow you to start training your mind and allowing you to start figuring out this is how to cope with the situation. Okay, so tool number one, mindset. It is it is very challenging to make an intelligent or a smart or an informed decision when you're in a state of fear. And if you think about it, how you take and you hold your body, like think about it. If you wanted to make a very strong, powerful decision, how strong would your decision be if you're kind of hunched over like you're sad, right? With your head down, like how powerful of a decision could you make if you got very shallow breaths? So you're hardly breathing. Now you say, okay, now I want to be able to cope with fear. Now, what you can do is you just get yourself into a Superman pose. Get yourself in a very strong, powerful position. Like you want to make decisions from coming from a place of power. Reminds me of Mitt Romney when he was running for, to, to be the president. And he's like, look, every negotiation I go into, he goes, I always want to negotiate from a position of power. 
And he was talking about the United States and the, the military and, and how he felt that defense was important because he wants to go into every single military confrontation from a position of power. Because if he comes into it with a position of power, he can offset a lot of the risk or even the need to get into that confrontation because he's in a state of power, okay? So you say, all right, how do I get into a position of power? You see Michael Jordan do it. He's running up to the basketball hoop with his tongue hanging out. You, dude, you already know that he's in his state. He's in a place where he feels very powerful where he's going to take and he's going to close making that basket, okay? So get yourself in a strong state. Put your hands on your hip. Like, hold your chest out. Keep your head up. Take in big, deep breaths. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Take like, take like seven deep breaths. The thing is, is you, the fastest way, the fastest way to change your mindset is to change your psychology or to change your physiology. And as soon as you change your physiology, you can then get yourself into a state of belief that you can make a more powerful decision. That is way better place to come from than a weak position where you do not think that you can do it. So then, number two, ask yourself this question. What is the worst thing that could happen if this such and such happened? See, this is the mistake we make, is we hit, normally, we exaggerate the ramifications of a thing. You gotta ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, so I missed the cell. What's the worst thing that could happen? Like, this could happen. Like, What's the worst thing that could happen there, okay? And you just got to ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario? And just understand it. Kind of put it into perspective, okay? Like worst case, like anything above worst case, you could take and improve upon. But if you ask yourself, what's the worst case scenario, then you can at least bring things into perspective. Like don't, don't like it probably is not nearly as dire as you think. But you want to just try to think about what's the worst case scenario. So then we're going to step, we're going to move over to step number three. And you just got to ask yourself, okay, we're going to, we're going to go back to the fundamentals. We're going to play the game. So what, but you have to ask yourself, what's working? Okay. At what's working? And then ask yourself, what's not working? Get like, write it out. Take what's working right now. What's not working? The reason we're in this predicament is because something that we did was not working. Okay which then causes us to make a, a shift to say, okay, what is the new choice that I could make that fix this particular problem? And as soon as you start making new choices from a position of power, you can start thinking differently. Like one of the hacks that I've used, and you'll see people doing it all the time, is you, could, you can imitate, you ask yourself this question, what would... Like, what would so-and-so do in this situation? Like, what would, and pick this influencer, whoever it is, or whoever you know that you believe makes very powerful decisions that changes their life, and ask yourself, what would they do in this situation? Sometimes it helps to step out of your shoes into their shoes, and then you can start saying, well, they would do this. They would do X. They would do Y. They probably wouldn't sit around and cower around thinking, well, I've tried everything, but they've tried nothing, right? It's like somebody says, yeah, I've, I've, I've called, I can't find, a, can't find a flight to to like New York or whatever. And you're like, cool, how many airlines did you call? Well, I called Delta. Okay, who else did you call? Well, I didn't call anybody else. Well, what do you mean you didn't call anybody else? Like Tony Robbins had this, uh, this guy up on the stage and he goes, 
he was talking about trying to find opportunities or this or that. And so Tony Robbins like, he goes, I've tried a thousand things and I can't find anything that works. He's like, you tried a thousand things, huh? He's like, yeah, I tried a thousand things and just nothing works. And he was like, okay, cool. Why don't you just start naming, name one, okay, name, like name 10 things that you did, okay? So the dude couldn't even come up with 10 things that he did to solve that problem. He goes, all right, come up with like five. Couldn't do five. Come up with three. Couldn't come up with three. He said, all right, give me one. So the guy came up with one. And he's like, I, I think it was, he was trying to find a job or something. He's like, I, I looked in the newspaper. Oh, like that, that's all you did. So it went from a thousand things down to one little puny like attempt to solve your problem, right? And so you just got to step into a state. What would they do? Because the people that you know that win, that figure out how to deal with fear, they're actually asking themselves a lot of questions that allows them to get past it. You already know that they experience fear. They just learned to dance with it. How do they learn to dance with it? They learn by asking better questions. They learn by getting into a powerful state. They learn to look at what's working, what's not working. They look to say, what's the worst case scenario? And as soon as they can gather this information, then they can start saying, all right, let's make some new choices that will change my life, okay? So those are tools that allow you to deal with fear. Now, you can another way you can kind of deal with fear, I went into this deep in yesterday's podcast. So uh, on episode 81, I jumped into, I went into deep into the five life gauges. I'm going to touch on it briefly right here because I think that this would actually be helpful if you haven't seen that particular podcast. So the, the five life gauges, this is how you can tap into and to measure or benchmark where you're at to figure out what you could do to fix things as you move forward. So the very first one is you got to play with your mindset. Look, 100% of where you're at has a 100% to do with your mindset. So if you've got a mindset that says that you're only worth 50 bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour or five bucks an hour, you're going to get that. Now, as your mindset shifts, you're going to start getting some different outcomes, okay? Like, People that are highly successful vibrate at a different frequency. They have a different mindset. Therefore, they make different decisions. They make different choices. And you've got to say, okay, what would allow me to level up or change my mindset so that I could obtain what I really want? Nobody will pay you more than what you think that you deserve. So you've got to have in your mind and you've got to discover what you believe you should be compensated for and then find a way to make life yield what you desire. So mindset, look at your mind. What is your mindset? Number two, stop, pause, look at your map. This is what comes into play. Map, what is my map from getting A to B? What's my business plan? What's my business process? What is it, like what's my map? Like you ask me, what's your map, Mike? Okay, my map is, my, my business was not doing very, when I had somebody else doing my solar installations and fulfillment, they actually couldn't handle my sales volume. So as a result, my I had a hard time hitting my objective. Now you might say, Mike, well, are you afraid of this or that? Yeah. Like, like who wants to generate a pile of cells and watch them go unfulfilled? So you become concerned. So then have to stop and pause. What's working, not working? I'll tell you what's not working, having a fulfillment partner that cannot fulfill. That's not what's working. Then you say, what? Okay, what's the new choice? I'm going to make a new choice. New choice is I'm going to be the installation company and franchise my business out so that I can allow not only me, 
but other guys or girls that are trying to scale have a scalable model. So you look at the map. I say on my map, the one thing I know about every single person I bump into, I bump into a lot on these guys that generate sales is they always want passive income. So I said, my map says that I'm going to offer e-com stores. I will give these guys or I will, these guys can get Amazon stores, Facebook stores, Walmart stores, eBay stores, um, Facebook stores. I actually have all of those and I'm making it a part of my business. So when they say they want passive income, I'm like, okay, here, plug into this. Here's the map. Here's how I can make it so that you can generate passive income at the same time you're working on your primary business of driving sales and growing your solar business. So stop, pause, look at the map, okay? Did you see how that game came in? Working, not working, new choice. So change the map, change the map, become anti-fragile, okay? Then we go off into number two, motions. What are your daily habits? You are the result of your collection of daily habits, so now you got to ask yourself, what habits do I have that are or are not serving me? Because as soon as you weed those out and weed or and plant habits in there that create success, success starts to happen. But it all comes back to the habits, okay? Or comes back to motion. What you, what are you doing with yourself? And then you come back to number four and says measurements, like what measured grows. So if your business is stuck or stagnant. You got to say, well, what am I measuring? Like you might want more money in your checking account, but the solution that the real problem is, is at the front end of the business, if you don't have enough leads coming in, how are you going to get more money in the back end, right? So you've got to be able to go in and identify what needs to be measured so that you know that you can get a back end result. So they call these KPIs. And so measurements. And then you go to step number five is money. If you don't have enough money, you need to go back and rinse and repeat steps number one. You got to look at your mindset. What, what, what is not working right upstairs that I need to change? Okay. After you do that, you got to look at your map. What's your business plan from A to B? Then you got to say, what are my hap- the motions? What are my emotions? And then measure. What am I measuring so that I know that I can get my outcome? And then ask yourself, do I have enough money? Am I where I'm at? The money's the gauge. Okay. The money's the gauge. That's what we use it for. So hopefully, hopefully that kind of helps you out as you, you try to figure out how to deal with fear. I, I've, I've literally, I've, I've dealt with this. Like when I took and I, uh, so I told, I mentioned previously, I worked at a defense contractor, okay? Um, I was in corporate America working nine to five. I had a, a steady job, like pretty consistent income. Like there really wasn't a lot that kind of knocked me off because like, even though the economy went into recessions, my contracts were long-term defense contracts. Therefore, I didn't take and I notice it. But here's what's wrong with my map. Like if I even use this thing on myself, okay, mindset. Like I was making probably 35, 40 bucks an hour working at corporate America. And this was a few years ago, okay? So you could say, well, Mike, like what, what, how much money do you think you, you deserve? Well, my mind, like I wanted to believe I was, work, I was worth more, but guess where I was at? I was, my, my mindset that I wanted to make more, but then if you go to step number two and say, hey, Mike, what was your map? Well, my map at Raytheon was a map that was never going to hit a million a year. Like it, it just, it's not in the stars, not unless you become the president or the CEO of that company. In fact, you, there's, there's guys 
that have less responsibility, a way better life, and make, as in a single individual, more than like, let's say like four or five CEOs of large companies. You see what I'm saying? Without actually having to have a horrible life managing 10,000 people. Okay. So I came back and it says, your map's jacked up. So then what are your daily habits? My daily habit was going into work nine to five. Well, what habits would be better serve you? Well, what would serve me better is to figure out how to sell and to have product that I'm selling instead of being uh, like kind of on the, I think I mentioned in this previous podcast, you, there's only really two people. There's people that contribute and there's people that create. The people that create products and sell things have the money. The people that contribute are the ones that buy the products, okay? You've got to say, okay, where was I at on that side of the fence? I know for a dang fact, my habit was to be a contributor, meaning I went and worked for the company. I had nothing to sell. But as soon as those habits shifted and I got into a different spot, then all of a sudden things changed, okay? Now you've got to have measurements. What, like, how do you measure what's working? Like how many appointments, how many this, or how many that are you doing to get the outcome? That right there, that, that's really a blueprint on how to deal with fear and then how to use fear to create urgency. And then the fear that creates urgency can then be turned into a weapon to help you start building your wealth. That's the secret. That is another rags the riches secrets. Like I'm breaking down things that I've done, things that I've observed, things that I know that work. Like, so it's not hearsay. It's like tangible, literally tangible outputs and results from doing this. Anyway, I will talk to you later.